You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. for the chaos it's the locked on nfl podcast i'm your monday host bo brock and we are just hours away from the negotiation window opening for the nfl for nfl free agency today's episode is brought to you by built bar use the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your next order that's locked 15 for 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com plus i'll tell you how you can help us crown a built bar champion Later in the podcast, make sure you're following along at Lockdown NFL Pods and following me at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, but mostly the Lockdown NFL Pods because we are going to be churning out content all today as the moves go down during the negotiation window. As Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, all your NFL newsmakers tweet out the details on the deals that are most certainly going down for the biggest free agents, we're going to have all the insight from your local host. At Locked On NFL Pods is the best way to find all that content. Days like today remind us why we love sports. When you start to see all these familiar faces go to different places and sign the funny money deals, that's why I love football. I love the offseason just as much as I love the regular season and the postseason. And today is like the Super Bowl of the offseason. And we got a head start. Drew Brees, I thought it was inevitable, but Drew Brees... He announced his retirement on Sunday. Our guy, Ross Jackson from Locked on Saints, will join us in the next few minutes to talk about Breeze, the legacy that he left, not only on New Orleans, not only on the Big Easy, but the NFL. And with Breeze officially hanging it up yesterday, Ross will break down also, which shortly followed the retirement announcement, Taysom Hill with an absolute wild contract restructuring. And hopefully Ross can break it down like we're five-year-olds because to me it makes... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Four years, $140 million contract extension, but all the years are voidable. And it could free up cap space this year, according to Adam Schefter for the Saints, save them around $7.5 million towards the cap. Of course, the Saints were just in cap hell. They were worse with money than I was with my first credit card. The top free agent running back is not going to hit the open market after all. With a Hail Mary signing right before the negotiation window opens today, it was the Packers locking up Aaron Jones on a four-year deal. Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers and Locked On Today, he'll tell us whether or not it was necessary for the Pack to keep Jones in Green Bay to stay in contention. And I also want to know if Peter's a pay running backs type of guy or thinks that you don't have to pay running backs in order to contend in the NFL. And the negotiation window, as I've mentioned, it opens up at noon Eastern. And it will be open for the next two days until free agency officially goes down in the NFL on St. Paddy's Day, March 17th. But the next 48 hours are going to be absolute insanity. And we're going to talk to the hosts of the teams that have the most cap space, the top three teams of Jacksonville. We've got Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars, Evan Sidery of Locked On Colts, and John Butchko of Locked On Jets. And they tried to do their best to predict where all that cap space is going to be spent as early as today. It was the big news. It was expected news. Drew Brees hanging up his cleats after 20 seasons. Locked on NFL Tuesday. Locked on Saints host Ross Jackson joins us here. Ross, it felt inevitable, but, you know, after the playoff loss to Tampa, but did Brees' retirement still shock you in any way yesterday? 
Uh, didn't necessarily shock me. The, the timing of it shocked me, but then I realized that, ah, okay, he did it exactly 15 years after he signed with the New Orleans Saints, right? He signed on March 14th, and then he retired on March 14th. So pretty poetic on Drew Brees' part. <laughs> that was probably the most surprising thing so far, but certainly it was, you know, it, as you mentioned, an expected move. And uh, now we get to see where the Saints go from here as they try to fill the void of a Hall of Fame quarterback. I, I feel like Drew Brees' legacy transcends even the big easy. I mean, what, what what type of legacy do you feel like he left on the NFL? Uh, a pretty incredible one. I mean, look, he he's somebody that came in and kind of redefined the, the stature of an NFL starting quarterback, right? You hear a lot of guys like Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, and many others saying, hey, you know, Drew Brees was able to do it at six foot. I can do it at six foot. <laughs> so it was, you know, a lot of that, a lot of uh, emphasis on the way that you prepare for a game, his routine, consistently doing the same thing every single game, his accuracy, his precision, his the, the way that he expected better from himself no matter what was out on the field uh, all of those things were definitely parts of the game that he brought to uh, his own reputation and certainly ended up permeating across his team and across the NFL as well I mean you know I don't think we're ever gonna we, we ever got the uh, be like Drew type of a situation <laughs> there but you know I don't think he ever rose to that level of accolades but he certainly set an example for the folks that were around him the folks that competed against him and the folks that got to lay eyes on him well said ross uh you know we saw the adorable video his kids retiring for <laughs> him on social media basically saying right. we're getting our dad for the first time in a long time do you think that's true or are we going to see drew Brees, you know involved in the nfl in some way sooner rather than later well, we'll certainly see him involved in football uh, pretty immediately. He does have a deal with NBC Sports to do coverage for them. I believe he's going to be starting with the Notre Dame games, if I remember correctly. But he'll be in the booth for some NBC Sports coverage. So you won't miss him from football altogether. But he might take a little bit of a pause from the NFL for a moment. But I'll be completely honest, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him back at Saints training camp this season, working with the quarterbacks, talking to the guys and everything and being around. Uh, you know, we certainly saw that with uh, all, you know, with a uh, recently retired right tackle, Zach Shreef. I don't think there would be any reason to not expect that from Drew Brees as well, but certainly his uptick of time at home has certainly been something that uh, his family will very much appreciate here moving forward. Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, him and Lucas Braun. You hear him every Tuesday right here on this very podcast, the Lockdown NFL podcast. More people were almost shocked by the Taysom Hill deal that followed the Breeze news. Uh, break down the deal for our listeners. Yeah, I, I think you have to remove everything that you heard about the deal, and that's the <laughs> easiest way to understand it. Basically, the Saints giving Taysom Hill a four-year, $140 million quote-unquote contract although none of the money is guaranteed and all of the years are voidable. So really all that it is is that they gave him a quote-unquote extension on, a, on the accounting side so that his $16 million contract for this season or $60 million cap hit this season can be spread out over those additional four years. That's really all that this is. Why they chose to also affix a 35 35- <laughs> million dollar per year number along with the extension i no one really knows aside from the nfl just i was excuse me aside from the saints maybe just trying to show everyone that the nfl salary cap doesn't actually exist and numbers aren't real but it does certainly you know make a difference for them if Taysom hill does end up 
becoming the starting quarterback for any reason after this 2021 year. There's already a contract structure in place for him that the Saints will have knowledgeably been able to build with foresight around and having sort of that, you know, standard level, what is going to become a standard level quarterback contract once these new TV deals come in. But don't expect any of that money to turn green anytime soon. (laughs) Right now, it's orange, it's green, it's yellow, it's blue, it's Monopoly money at this moment. I feel like it's just the Saints organization trolling everybody, and that's what you've been kind of saying in the last couple months it's it's hilarious it's a running joke but it, it is almost like hey yeah watch this watch what we're just gonna sign <laughs> Taysom Hill to and he's gonna it's be- very don't don't forget Sean Payton during the NFL draft last year was also the guy who traded a pick from the draft ahead to get back into the seventh round of the draft just to steal away a player from the division rival Carolina Panthers <laughs> just for the hell of it yeah. so them putting these numbers down it, it's well within the uh the personality of the new orleans saints the gamesmanship is phenomenal ross jackson last yeah. question odds on favorite to, in your opinion to start a quarterback for the saints in 2021 as of right now i still lean that it's going to be Jameis winston uh it looks like they're still working on a contract for him that's the expectation right now you're seeing Taysom hill take essentially Uh, a little bit of a pay cut, quote unquote, not necessarily he just got paid up front, but the Saints expanding out his pay over the course of a few years from them for for accounting purposes. That seems to identify that they've knocked his price down because they need that money to go elsewhere. Now, certainly they have a lot of other holes to fill, but that quarterback position being a very, very prime one, I don't think you would have seen them make the move with Taysom Hill to knock his cap down unless there was an expectation otherwise for him to become the starting quarterback. With that not being the case and Drew Brees officially retired, Jameis Winston is one that makes the most sense. Have you hit up the Saints about avoidable deal for yourself? Maybe go like four years, uh, one sixty for Ross Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> just go ahead and cut the check, you know, or the quote unquote check. Just send out the tweet from the official at Saints account. Ross Jackson, five year, one hundred seventy five million dollar contract. Make it happen, New Orleans. I'm waiting on it. Uh, check him out tomorrow, right here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast with Lucas Braun. It's must listen to each and every week, and they're going to be recapping the craziest craziness that's about to go down today with the negotiation period opening up. Ross, thanks for your time, man. Always, brother. Appreciate you. Yesterday, Selection Sunday. I'm sure you're staring at your brand spanking new NCAA tournament bracket and try to figure out where the upsets are. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You like a couple games in the first round? You see some upsets? Might as well make some money off of it. Yeah, football might be over, but of course, college basketball, the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball soon. They'll be in full swing. Bet Online even covers the award shows. Did you see the Grammys last night? Did you think that you had maybe an idea of who was going to take home some hardware? Could have made some cash on it at betonline.ag. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And Bet Online also has you covered as far as the news. Scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and free to sign up. Head over to the website. Use your mobile device and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts was it essential that the green bay packers lock in running back aaron jones on a multi-year deal we'll talk to peter bukowski of locked on packers and locked on today next it's a locked on nfl podcast we've of course got you covered as far as the nfl is concerned right here on the locked on nfl podcast but what about the rest of sports now the locked on podcast network has you covered there with locked on today it's hosted by my next guest peter bukowski and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts.
We're going to talk to the host of the three teams that have the most cap space and can do the most damage today when the negotiation window opens up. That's coming up in minutes. But it was the Green Bay Packers completing an Aaron Rodgers-esque Hail Mary as the team completed a multi-year contract to bring back running back Aaron Jones before the consensus top back hit the open market today. You recognize the name. You'll recognize the voice from his days hosting this very podcast. He's now the host of Locked On Today. Peter Bukowski joins us. Peter was it necessary? Was it a necessary move for the Packers to re-up with Aaron Jones? Uh, necessary? I don't know about necessary, but uh, I, this team is better. I mean, we, we can talk about the value of a running back, and, and I am someone who is analytically inclined. Um, I like to say I'm analytics forward, but I, I'm not an analytics guy. And I understand the questions about the value of a running back. At the same time, Aaron Jones is a really, really, really good player. My buddy, uh, Ross Uglum over at Packer Report likes to likes to say that Aaron Jones is just Alvin Kamara with the worst PR agent. <laughs> and I, I think in a, in a lot of ways that's true. This is this is an offense that was the best in the league last year and Aaron Jones is a top flight weapon. He's not just a, a running back, he is a pass catcher, someone you can split out wide and do all of the things. The other part that I think is important here Bo is one of the reasons running back contracts end up looking so bad. You go back to a couple of years ago and the Rams pay Todd Gurley and he looks explosive, you know, year one, year two. The wear and tear is crazy. Well, Aaron Jones in his first two years as a running back had fewer carries than Todd Gurley just as a rookie. The fact that Mike McCarthy didn't know what he had in Aaron Jones is a blessing in disguise for him because it saved the wear and tear on his body. And what did the Packers do last offseason? They go out and they draft an absolute bowling ball of butcher knives, A.J. Dillon, who is affectionately known around Green Bay as Quadzilla because he is just this hmm. massive dude. He can save the wear and tear on Jones's body. He might. There are going to be games where he gets more carries just so Aaron Jones is fresh in December and January. It's it's a lot, but it's it's even less than originally reported. It was first reported as four for forty eight. Now it's sounding like more four with an APY more like nine and a half with incentives that could get all the way to forty eight. And so from that standpoint, it seems like a much more team friendly deal than it originally did. Peter Bukowski, locked on Packers, locked on today. What's next on the Packers offseason checklist? Well, it depends on if they can get someone. Um, they're they're going to dip their toe into the free agent pool. I think they have a name or maybe two or three in mind. I think they have a short list of free agents that they hope they can get. We all assumed, and there's been reporting around this, that the Packers were going to take some of Aaron Rodgers' base salary, convert it to bonus, spread it out, give him some assurances that he seems to want, and give the team some cap space. Well, they've, they've been able to get to right at the the break-even point on the cap to now without having to do that. I think they're holding that card. It's in their back pocket if and when they want to sign someone. Let's say Richard Sherman wants to play in Green Bay. Heavy zone corner for a new heavy zone scheme. I think that makes a lot of sense. Let's say Will Fuller wants to play on a, on a prove-it deal, something like that. Um, I think that makes sense. You want to get Emmanuel Sanders, who the Saints just cut. I think they want to get a big-ish fish if they can and they would use Aaron Rodgers remaining money this year to get them the space to do that so we're on the brink of what I think is going to be a pretty incredible free agency there's no Tom Brady available in this class that was able to propel 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. But which free agent do you view as a potential difference maker, maybe the biggest difference maker on the open market? Well, there's two for me. Um, Kenny Galladay is is one, um, especially if he's healthy. He is one of the most dynamic and explosive playmakers that we have in the game. And I think he was overshadowed a little bit, not by another player, but but by the 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 stench wafting out of Detroit and the ineptitude <laughs> that has been there over the last few years. It, it it is just a shame that he has has been a part of such bad teams because he's a he is a superstar in the making if he can go to the right situation. How fun would it be to to put him in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence and have Chark and Galladay just streaking down the field and and have Lawrence <laughs> throwing moon balls <laughs> that that I think would be a blast. Um, and then and then Trent Williams. Uh, Trent Williams is still a, a really, really good football player. Um, I, I think every team in the NFC is hoping he does not stay in San Francisco because he has been awesome for them, is just such a, ter- a terrific fit for what Kyle Shanahan is going to ask him to do. But he can play in any system. He can play for any team, and especially with a, as popular now as, as this Shanahan outside zone play-action scheme is around the league. We, we've seen... You know, the age has not been a problem for him. He is a little bit of an ageless wonder given his athletic gifts. He he could be, a, a, you know, not a game changer in the stat sheet, but he could be, you know, a culture setter, a tone setter for your offensive line. And and that, I think, can, can permeate your entire roster. What do you have coming up on uh, today's Locked On Today? It is an NCAA blowout. We've got <laughs> all of the latest fallout from the bracket trying to figure out what's going on. How did we get here? A uh, little snub talk, a little a little what's going on in the ACC and the SEC talk. So a lot of fun stuff on Locked On Today. Looking forward to it, of course. If you haven't subscribed to the Locked On Today podcast, it's where you can hear Peter Bukowski each and every day. Fantastic work, Peter. Thanks, Bo. Appreciate you, man. Yesterday might have been Selection Sunday, but the madness, it's already been going on for a week. And I'm talking about the Built Bar Bracket 2021 the sweetest game around and we're deep into this tournament already punching tickets to the sweetest 16 the enticing eight continues check out builtbar.com to cast your vote for your favorite built bar and we will crown a champion of the best tasting protein bar on the market if you haven't heard built bar is changing the game because it's the best tasting protein bar ever They've got over 18 amazing flavors. They're always coming out with new flavors, and they're just as delicious. They're just as delicious as they are healthy. Great for the health-conscious person out there. Anybody who's trying to lose or maintain weight, they can indulge in this delicious treat while doing it. The bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein, high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. Today's matchup for the Built Bar Bracket, mint brownie versus toffee almond. It's getting tough to decide. There's some great-tasting protein bars left in the bracket go to the website right now participate also use the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your next order that's locked 15 for 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com coming up next we're going to find out the teams with the most cap space who they're going to target in free agency come today and when the negotiation window opens up it's all coming up next it's the locked on nfl podcast With all the breaking news around the NFL, you're also going to want to tune in to the Peacock and Williamson podcast. It's NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson hosting Locked On's Peacock and Williamson. Every Monday through Friday, Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news 
and insight on every game team and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. With the negotiation window opening for NFL free agency, it's a unique offseason where the cap went down and some NFL organizations are just struggling to stay in the black. But there are several teams that have a ton of cap space and can do some major damage and gobble up some of these premier free agents. You know, whether it's the Trent Williams, as Peter mentioned, or Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Joe Thune from the New England Patriots, Shaq Barrett, a guy who had, what, 19 and a half sacks in 2019, helped the Bucks to a Super Bowl this past season, Juju Smith-Schuster. His tenure in Pittsburgh looks like it might come to an end. These top free agents are going to command some big-time deals and some big-time guaranteed dollars. And when you look at the teams that have the most money to spend, at the top, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. With brand-new head coach Urban Meyer, general manager Trent Baalke, the Jags have just over $74 million to spend. We bring on our guy Tony Wiggins from Locked On Jags to give us some insight on how he thinks Jacksonville could spend all that cap money. Urban Meyer has talked about being the best of the best. And they've also talked about adding value when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have a ton of cap space, the most in the NFL. They also uh, are in a situation where Urban Meyer says that this is the chance of a lifetime to really improve this football team. So what are the areas that they need help in? Uh, They've talked about rebuilding the tight end room, so I'll start there. Obviously, uh, John o. Smith and Hunter Henry are on the market. I think for me, John o. Smith makes the most sense because of durability, and I think he adds a little bit more of a dynamic presence to this football team. But who knows what they're going to add. Uh, uh, I do believe the value is there to hurt uh, another team in the AFC South. So I would lean towards John o. Smith, but there's no telling what they're going to do. They may go the route of Hunter Henry. They're going to add speed and explosiveness to the wide receiver room. That means they might target um, one of uh, Urban's old former college players in Curtis Samuel to give them a little bit more versatility and dynamic ability in the passing game. They really need to step up and, and, and knock down the front seven. There's been a lot of talk of Matt Judon, who has a history with Joe Cullen in Baltimore um, on the defensive side of the ball, and Urban's talked about really hammering home and rebuilding the secondary. So look for them to – maybe add uh, some depth in the front seven, also uh, an experienced edge rusher, and really, really attack the safety and the cornerback position in free agency with proven players. That's what I think the Jaguars are going to do in free agency as we approach free agency here in the early tampering period, where I suspect Jacksonville will be very, very aggressive. With the second most cap space going into the offseason, it's the New York Jets, who have just over $70 million to spend and a lot of decisions to make. John Butchko gives us some insight on how Gang Green could approach this offseason armed with all that money. They have big needs at pretty much all of the premium positions. Now, I think quarterback will either be addressed in the draft or potentially through a trade if the Texans make Deshaun Watson available, but I would expect to see the Jets be aggressive trying to upgrade the offense, particularly on the offensive line and at wide receiver. These are two areas that have been priority needs for the team for years. General manager Joe Douglas 
in particular has been very vocal about the way he prioritizes the offensive line. The Jets used their first round pick last year on Makai Becton, but the unit still needs a lot of work. So I would expect to see the Jets go out and get a free agent, at least one of the higher end free agents to help their offensive line. I also think the Jets will make a move at wide receiver. I'm not sure whether they'll go to the top of the market at wide receiver, but this is a group that does need some work. You do have Denzel Mims, who was the second-round pick last year out of Baylor, and you have Jamison Crowder, who's a quality slot receiver. But last year, the Jets gave Rashad Perryman a one-year contract on a prove-it deal, and it really did not work out all that well. So I think the Jets are going to look to upgrade one of their receiver spots. And I think if you do it in free agency, it gives you more flexibility entering the draft. Now, on the other side of the ball, Jets need help at edge rusher and cornerback. These are positions that maybe are not quite as deep in free agency, although there are some names out there you could look at from the San Francisco 49ers, Robert Sala, who the Jets head coach, is the former defensive coordinator of the 49ers. So I would not be surprised if he tried to build his defense, bringing in some players who are familiar to him from his time in San Francisco. Finally, the team with the third most amount of cap space is the Indianapolis Colts, who won 11 games in 2020. Big expectations going into the offseason. They've already acquired quarterback to take over for Phillip Rivers, who was one and done in Indy, and Carson Wentz. But the Colts, they have $63 million in cap space. We talked to our guy Evan Sidery from Locked on Colts and how he thinks Indy can improve on the squad from last season. Well, they're on $47 million in cap space, even after the Carson Wentz trade went through. The Colts have a lot of ammunition where they can go out and spend some money and make a couple splashes if they want to. Or, which is more so Chris Ballard's MO, their general manager, add in a lot of B-level depth to make this team even one of the more deeper teams in the NFL, which Ballard has put an emphasis on over the last four years since becoming the Colts GM in 2017. But I have to expect that Ballard stays true to his guns, and he goes with the Wave 2 guys. Romeo Arquara from the Detroit Lions makes an awful lot of sense to me. Cornerback as well is another need that you should watch out for from the Colts' perspective. With Xavier Rhodes expected to leave in free agency, there's been little to no contact between Rhodes and the Colts, according to Athletic Stephen Holder. There are a couple names on this list who are cheaper options than Rhodes. I would expect the Colts are going to go either the cheap option via free agency or they're going to address it in the draft. Some names who make a lot of sense to me are Chidobe Awuze of Dallas, Desmond Trufant, formerly of the Lions, who was cut, Kevin King of the Packers would be a very cheap option with high upside. I know he's been very inconsistent in Green Bay, but it could be something that Bauer does. It's more so like we did with Rhodes last year. He looked very awful in Minnesota, but really rebounded this past year in a zone-heavy scheme in Indianapolis. Akilah Weatherspoon of the 49ers is one of my favorite fits, a very long, lengthy corner who could do a lot in the cold scheme. And then Patrick Peterson is a veteran option who maybe will cost around the same as Xavier Rhodes, but he could add in a veteran leader into that locker room and make it a win-now push, so to say, for this Colts team after adding in Carson Wentz. Shaquille Griffin of Seattle is another one to watch out for. He could be a higher-priced target, but one that really makes a lot of sense in the Colts game. Offensive tackle is another one to watch out for. With Andy Costanza retiring, you have to expect that they make a move here, whether it be in the draft number 21 overall, which is where I would place my bet right now. But if they don't, Watch out for Riley Reef of Minnesota, who was recently cut by the Vikings. Wide receiver is another one. T.Y. Hilton is an unrestricted free agent. That reportedly has not been a lot of talks between T.Y. and the Colts, which does surprise me a little bit, but not really. The Colts have said, even from Frank Wright, Chris Bowden, and owner Jim Ursay, that they want to keep T.Y. Hilton. 
They always put the caveat in it has to be at the right price. So if TY does get an offer somewhere above eight or so million dollars, I expect he will be gone from Indianapolis. John Brown could be TY Hilton 2.0, a veteran who was cut by the Buffalo Bills this past week. Corey Davis, I like his size. Next by Michael Pittman Jr. and Paris Campbell. Curtis Samuel from Carolina would be a really interesting athlete to add into this mix. With Campbell and Pittman, he could play that role that TY did. Marvin Jones and Nelson Aguilar are two vertical threats who can make some sense. And then Demarcus Robinson, a cheaper option from Kansas City. They've been missing a vertical threat at the tight end position, which Frank Reich does value an awful lot. There are three names on this list who could really fill that Ebron-type role. Johnny Smith would be the higher-priced option from Tennessee, but he fits this offense like a glove. He would be exactly like Ebron, but even better. Two cheaper options to watch out for are the Los Angeles Rams' Gerald Everett and the Arizona Cardinals' Dan Arnold. So this is what I would outline for the Indianapolis Colts here heading into free agency. They're probably going to address pass rusher early on, but be on the lookout for wide receiver, cornerback, and tight end, as well as left tackle if they don't address it in the draft later next month. This is Evan Sider from Locked On Colts, and the Colts are honestly going to be one of the most interesting teams to follow over the next couple weeks in free agency. Great insight from Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jags, John Butchko of Locked On Jets, and Evan Sidery of Locked On Colts. Those are going to be the teams that are going to have the most money to play with and are going to be making a big impact this offseason and probably could gobble up some of the top-name free agents that are going to command a ton of money this offseason. It's going to be a wild one. Like I said, this is like our Super Bowl. Here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, this is the one place that you're going to want to follow along with each and every day as far as the podcast and, of course, on Twitter at Lockdown NFL Pods for all the info because each time a big-name free agent signs, you're going to get some insight on that player and how he's going to impact his new roster. And once the big deals are done, there's still going to be a ton of talent available via free agency, and there's going to be some players that are going to change the landscape of the NFL. There are going to be some players that are going to have to make a choice. Okay, I can't get a big contract, so I'm going to go to a team that I feel like I can help win in title chase. Very rarely do we see free agents hit the open market like we're going to see this offseason. It's been a while because teams have been so good as far as retaining talent. I think it was like the 2018 offseason where none of the free agents that were signed in that offseason made a Pro Bowl. That's not going to be the case this year. There's going to there's impact makers out there. It's not Tom Brady like last offseason, but there's a ton of talent to be had and are going to change rosters. And I can't wait for it to go down. Noon Eastern, the negotiation window opens. Free agency officially opens on March 17th, a couple days from now. Thanks for tuning in to the Lockdown NFL Podcast. Ross and Lucas Braun, they're going to fill you in with all the crazy moves on tomorrow's podcast. Make sure you're following along at Lockdown NFL Pods for all the breaking news from today. Have a great Monday. I've been your host, Bo Brock. Thanks for listening.